0: 2020 bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au Well we are getting our head around a very, very controversial topic. Uh, You might remember just recently the major controversy that erupted in the secular media over Senior Government Minister Eric Abetz, who found himself in hot water for an assertion that he made that there may be a connection between abortion and breast cancer. Well, of course, all of the heat of that debate, the heat of the argument, uh, caused Senator Abetz to manoeuvre himself away from the comments that he'd made, uh, distancing himself from those comments. But as the dust settles, what is the evidence that there is a link between abortion and breast cancer. At the time when Senator Abetz made those comments, he was reflecting on the work of Dr. Angela LaFranchi. Now, Dr. Angela LaFranchi was in the United States when those comments were made, and now she is in Australia. And Dr. LaFranchi joins us today. Angela LaFranchi, welcome to 2020.
1: Thank you for having
0: me. Angela, before we get into the evidence and uh, clearing the air on some of these things, uh, you were in the U.S. when you heard these things. Uh, uh, is this the first time this sort of controversy has erupted over your comments?
1: I, I had a similar controversy when I was invited by Maurice Velicott and Paul Steckley. They were members of parliament in uh, Ottawa, and they had me come and give a talk in 2006 and they they received some fire as well
0: well let me just talk about what qualifies you to draw a link between abortion and breast cancer you are a breast surgeon physician a mother and a wife Uh, Some people might be thinking, well, people who are pro-lifers, people who are anti-abortion, are often uh, some weird off-the-planet people. But uh, you're an educated woman. You're right there in the midst of uh, the medical issues that are around this particular uh, instance. Uh, You must be quite emboldened by your own qualification to be able to make these statements.
1: Oh, I think it's because I've seen it in my own practice. So when I started specializing in breast surgery in 1994, I was seeing a lot of young women in their 30s with young children, and they would have some pretty aggressive tumors. And I was searching for answers as to why so many premenopausal women were getting breast cancer now that weren't getting it when I graduated medical school in 1975.
0: Our own senior government minister, Senator Abetz, uh, was howled down uh, in the national media when he made these uh, comments that uh, linked the abortion to breast cancer. And uh, in so doing, uh, out of the woodwork came uh, comments and statements from the AMA, which is our uh, National Medical Association, uh, and also from the Cancer Council, saying that these things are absolutely false uh, and all of the surveys and all of the research uh, is against a link. What do you say when you compare the research that's being done around, not just in Australia, but around the world
1: Well, I know that you probably want me to talk about the Chinese Wong study that just came out, which was a meta-analysis of over 30 studies done in China where abortion is uh, public policy. They don't really have anything against it, and yet they found it had a statistically significant increased risk of breast cancer. But what I would like to talk about is to say... The your cancer councils and medical doctors all agree on basically five things that would necessarily cause induced abortion uh, to cause breast cancer. The first is something you already mentioned, which was that having a full-term pregnancy lowers your risk. The second is that if you remain nulliparous, you don't have any children, that increases your risk. And everyone will agree that for every year you delay a pregnancy after the age of 20, you increase your risk of premenopausal breast cancer by 5% per year. And the fourth thing is that if you've already had a child, when you have an abortion, Each child that you have after your first pregnancy decreases your risk another 10%. And nobody will disagree that premature birth doubles breast cancer risk if it's before 32 weeks. So if you only have a woman who's pregnant and she's pregnant, an abortion's not going to turn back the clock. So she can choose to have that child or have a full-term pregnancy or one that lasts at least 32 weeks, she'll have a lower breast cancer risk. But if she has an induced abortion and doesn't have that child, she could remain nulliparous. She may never have a child. That increases her risk. She loses the benefit of a full-term pregnancy. She'll delay any pregnancies that she has in the future, if she's already had a child, she'll she'll lose that additional 10% reduction in risk. And not only that, she'll increase her risk of developing a premature birth for any future pregnancies. There are two large meta-analyses that show induced abortions increase the risk of premature birth.
0: And those analyses, they point to uh, increases by measured percentage. Uh, we're talking about thirty-three percent, forty-four percent increase. Uh, those are what those studies are saying.
1: The studies that are in question. The the no one no one argues with the five points that I just made, and those five points will necessarily cause an increased risk of breast cancer with induced abortion. The only thing people are arguing about is what is it in and of itself with abortion that will increase risk, and that's called the independent link. And that's the one that are that is looked at in studies, such as the meta-analyses that just came out from China. So since 1957, there's been 72 studies that has shown a link Uh, have differentiated between induced and spontaneous abortion. And out of those, 33 are statistically significant, showing an increased risk.
0: Angela, for those who have come out very, very uh, almost violently against this sort of finding – It was interesting that there was some analysis of those comments that came from the AMA and from the Cancer Council, but particularly to pick up on the AMA that made a comment saying that they were distancing themselves from any sort of link at all and the idea that there would be no link based on a skewed abortion ideology that the AMA has in Australia. Is this something that you've found around the world where official medical authorities, actually have an ideological position on whether they actually say there is a link between abortion and breast cancer?
1: I don't think it's an ideological issue. It's part of our biology. And what happens is as soon as a woman becomes pregnant, as soon as conception occurs, when that zygote and embryo start floating down the fallopian tube, the embryo makes human chorionic gonadotropin, HCG, which is what we test for when people, you know, it's in our pregnancy test. Well, what that does is it stimulates the mother's ovaries to produce a lot of estrogen and progesterone, which makes our breasts grow. That's why one of the earliest signs of pregnancy is sore and tender breasts. So by 20 weeks, we've doubled the amount of breast tissue in our breasts. But the types of lobules that have increased in number are the type 1 lobules where ductal cancers start, and they account for 85% of breast cancers, and about 15% are type 2 lobules where, du- where lobular cancers start. So you have all of these immature cells, and it's only after 32 weeks that human placental lactogen levels go up and those breast cells, instead of being undifferentiated type one and two, become type four containing colostrum, the early milk. That is why you get cancer resistance after a full-term pregnancy because you have more cancer-resistant tissue. So if you cut that pregnancy short before 32 weeks, all you've done is given yourself more places for cancers to start, which is the same mechanism that a premature birth before 32 weeks will double breast cancer risk. So you can't believe in the medical fact that a premature birth doubles breast cancer risk if it's before 32 weeks and then deny an abortion breast cancer link because really, what's the difference between the premature birth of a live infant or the the premature delivery of a dead and dismembered one in terms of what happens to those that mother's breasts in that hormonal environment of pregnancy? There is no difference.
0: We'll be back and continue our conversation, a controversial conversation about a link between Abortion and breast cancer. Our guest, Dr Angela LaFranchi, who's a breast surgeon, who's a physician, a mother and a wife, and who was at the centre of that recent controversy there where Senior Government Minister Eric Abetz found himself in hot water for an assertion that there may be a connection between abortion and breast cancer. We'll be back to talk some more in just a short while. We're back talking about that very, very controversial topic. Is there a link between abortion and breast cancer? You'll remember there was a huge controversy here in Australia just recently when Senator Eric Abetz found himself under the gun for an assertion that there may be a connection between abortion and breast cancer. Well, the lady who is at the centre of that controversy... U.S. surgeon, breast surgeon, physician, mother and wife, Dr. Angela LaFranchi is our guest. And we are trying to, as the dust settles, uh, get to the idea that there is evidence for this link between abortion and breast cancer. Angela, just quickly, the changes that happen in a woman's body when she falls pregnant uh, indicate this evidence is very, very easily seen by ordinary people.
1: Yeah, as soon as a woman gets pregnant, one of the earliest signs of a pregnancy is sore and tender breasts, and that's because her breasts start enlarging. In fact, they double in volume by 20 weeks, the midpoint of her uh, pregnancy. And what she's done is she's increased the number of type 1 and 2 lobules where ductal and lobular cancer start. And she only starts to get that um, protection of a full-term pregnancy when her hormonal changes happen after 32 weeks, which fully mature the breast tissue to milk-producing tissue, where cancers don't start. So after a full-term pregnancy, about 85% of a woman's breast tissue is completely um, changed to genetic, there you have genes that are actually up and down regulated that are permanent changes that help protect that woman her entire life by reducing her risk for breast cancer. So that's why if you cut that development short before that 32 weeks, you've left her breasts with more places for cancers to start. And that's the same biological mechanism that occurs when everybody recognizes that premature births before 32 weeks doubles breast cancer
0: risk tell me about the chinese research because as we mentioned in the last segment in china they have a one child policy so there is a lot of induced abortions that are going on in china so their research counts because there's 1.3 billion chinese how important is it to look at the research that's coming from china if you are looking for evidence of links
1: well if people are worried that Research might be skewed by researchers who want uh, certain outcomes. The Chinese are pretty bulletproof because that's part of their policy. Induced abortion is part, part of their one-child policy. And they had done 36 studies in China. And a uh, Dr. Wang had done a meta-analysis where he analyzed those 36 studies in a group. And what he found was that if one induced abortion increased a woman's risk about 44 percent, and it was higher if they had two abortions, and it was even higher if they had three abortions. And that demonstrates what's called a dose effect, the same kind of effect you would get with cigarettes causing lung cancer. The more cigarettes you smoke, the higher your risk.
0: Let's talk about links between cigarette smoking and cancer, because it's not just a arbitrary way of saying there must be a criteria that says there is a link. Uh, there are some official medical criteria uh, that show there is a causal link there between smoking and cancer. Are there the same causal links and criteria uh, for this issue of uh, of abortion and breast cancer?
1: Yeah, I think that this situation we're in now is very similar to what happened in the United States uh, when it became clear that cigarettes was causing lung cancer, and even though there was a lot of data and the first study was 1928 showing a link between cigarettes and lung cancer, the uh, National Cancer Institute wasn't putting out that information because the director of the National Cancer Institute is a political appointee. And he had a lot of pressure from the tobacco state senators, like the senators from Kentucky and Tennessee, where their economies was dependent upon producing tobacco. And they said, if you put this out, it's going to hurt us. So they were saying things like some studies say yes, some studies say no, there might be an effect, there might not be an effect. But- In 1964, Sir Austin Bradford Hill came out with a list of nine criteria that would have to be fulfilled before you would actually say X causes Y, that cigarettes cause lung cancer. And since the studies that had been done fulfilled those nine criteria, our U.S. Surgeon General in 1964 said, yes. Cigarettes were a cause of lung cancer. So those Bradford Hill criteria are fulfilled by the studies that have been done since 1957. And that's why there is a causal link.
0: Let me ask you about the idea of medical authorities Uh, trying to distance themselves from a link between abortion and breast cancer for fear of some level of public hysteria. Uh, Is there a risk that people might become very fearful of having been misled or made wrong decisions or that there may even be a whole lot of legal implications if someone actually says there is a link? What are your thoughts on public hysteria and fear?
1: I I think that women have to understand that Most women who get breast cancer have never, ever had an abortion, and most women who have an abortion will never, ever get breast cancer, just like most women who smoke will never get lung cancer, but we still tell them that there is a risk. So the actual risk overall by meta-analysis in terms of epidemiologic um, magnitude is small for the risk between abortion and breast cancer, but it's there. And it's a risk shared over millions of women in the United States. So I think it's very similar to what happened when women found out in my country about hormone replacement therapy increased their breast cancer risk by 26%. At that point in time, there were 30 million women taking hormone replacement therapy. And when they heard about it on the 6 o'clock news, 15 million or a half of them stopped taking hormone replacement therapy. And that caused an 11% reduction in postmenopausal breast cancer about five years later. So it's a small risk, but it was over... Millions of women. So it impacted incidents and statistics. So because abortion is prevalent in my country, there's 1.2 million a year, even if it's a small risk, that can account for many cases of breast cancer.
0: So if you are one of the women, and as you say, a smaller percentage, but a big number when you talk about millions of women, If you are one of those women, you might be uh, feeling a little aggrieved that you were not told that there could be a link.
1: But what I would say is this. It's a a risk like any other. Just because you have that risk doesn't mean you're going to get the cancer. And then you have to remember some other things. Many women will get pregnant and have their induced abortion at six weeks, eight weeks. Well, 23 percent of all conceptions end in a spontaneous abortion. Those women might be a, in having an induced abortion of a pregnancy that would have never gotten beyond 11 weeks. Those women wouldn't have any increased risk of breast cancer. So I think the important thing is if you know that you have a risk or an exposure, like look at how many women take oral contraceptives. Oral contraceptives are on the list of group one carcinogens by the international agency of research of cancer which is part of the u.n that increases risk as well well if you have an increased risk then you need to get screened at an appropriate age so you if you're going to get cancer from an induced abortion it's going to happen 10 to 14 years later and if you get beyond those numbers you're not going to get breast cancer because of that abortion
0: So the simplest thing that you can do to avoid this link between abortion and breast cancer is to simply plan not to have an abortion.
1: You can either, now you can say that women have a choice, but many women are coerced. I've had patients tell me they did not want the abortion. Their boyfriend threw them down a flight of concrete stairs and their life was at risk. So there's a lot of coercion amongst women who who have an abortion, and so it's not always their free choice. But if you get screened for breast cancer and you find a stage zero breast cancer, which is inside two breast cancers, those are really curable ninety seven percent with partial mastectomies and radiation. with full mastectomies. If you find a stage one breast cancer, a small tumor, two centimeters or less, and nothing in the lymph nodes, those are 95% curable. So what happens is a lot of times women will get abortions when they're young. So they need to be screened at an appropriate age, which isn't 40. They need to be screened 10 to 15 years earlier.
0: So if you've been through an abortion, take more special attention to your health issues, have screening at a younger age uh, as a a preventative for what may develop at a later time. Uh, The issues are uh, compounded by those uh, times, as you say, where there is a a forced abortion that is brought upon uh, young women, whether that be family, whether that be boyfriends. Uh, it's indisputable, as you say, when you talk about those five points uh, that show that there is a real increase in the likelihood of breast cancer when you have had an abortion. Uh, Those things are incredibly uh, confronting. And to think that our medical authorities may well... Uh, be hiding some of the truth from us makes us very concerned. Dr. Angela LaFranchi has been our guest. She is a breast surgeon, physician. I mentioned you're a mother and a wife too, and certainly appreciate your thoughts and your insights as the dust settles on this major controversy that we've had in Australia. Angela, thanks so much for being with us on 2020.
1: Thank you for having me.